Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled God Cannot Lie. It shall be focused on Titus chapter 1. Before we go any further, we begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee to know that you cannot lie and that you never forget and you keep all your promises. So we rest upon that in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Titus chapter 1. The Epistle of Paul to Titus, chapter 1. Paul a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. To Titus, mine own son after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city, as I had appointed thee. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. For a bishop must be blameless, as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, nor striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, You Must Be Born Again. This was preached in 1961 on December the 31st in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 115 up to paragraph 201. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Oh, Branham Tabernacle, and all you good people, let's take inventory. This is New Year's. Let's start. Let's do something. Get the things of the world out of us. If it's still in there, let's get rid of it. Yes, sir. All right. People of today, I've got to hurry. People of today take all kinds of spirits. They go up and take a church spirit. They even take spirits that call themselves God spirits, born again, and deny the word of God being true. Amen. Could you imagine the Spirit of God denying His own Word? To you Catholic people, Roman Catholic, I mean, could you actually say that you are born to the Spirit of God and take those dogmas which is contrary to the Bible and deny the Word of God and say that you are the Spirit of God's in you, the Spirit that wrote this Bible would deny it? That'd be me telling something to stand up and lying against it. God saying something and turn around and lie about it. When the Bible said it's impossible for God to lie. Because he's the very fountain of all truth. You Methodists, Baptists, 
that are baptized in titles of Father, Son, Holy Ghost and no different now? You got your Bible. You that just take a church joining by shaking a hand. You that take your letter from one to another and claim that you're born again of the Spirit of God. How can you do it and then look in the face of God's Word and call yourself a born-again Christian? When you're dead to the church, you're dead to the creeds, you're dead to the world, you're dead to everything else but God, and God is the Word. Now see, they take every kind of a spirit. Well, they got church spirits. They got all kinds of spirits. Now listen closely. Prophets... The word of God comes to the prophet. The Bible said so. I'm closing. I've just got a couple more comments here, so I want to pass, and then I'm, I'm going to cut off. The word of the Lord come to the prophets. What come to the prophets? The word of the church came to the prophets. The word of the creed came to the prophets. The word of the Lord. What was it? The prophet revealed the word of God. Amen. See? That's prophets. Real prophets. Amen. Now we got false prophets. We're getting to them just in a minute. But the true prophet, the true word came to the true prophet. It couldn't be nothing else. Now a creed didn't come to the prophet. A denomination didn't come to the prophet. But the word of the Lord came to the prophet. Amen. And he revealed it to the people. Amen. The true prophet had the true word. How do you test a true prophet? When he's got the true word. Amen. Then if it isn't a true word, it's got to be a false one. If it says something different from this word, and this word is God's word, let every prophet's word be a lie and God's word be true. Amen. And if that word is coming from the prophet is the word of God, then he's a true prophet. Because the word come to the prophets. The true prophets. We've always had false ones. True prophets, the true word. False prophets, false word. Our creeds, our denominations. Join this, say this, believe this, do this. But the true word comes to the true prophet and he tells you the true word. You follow that true word and you get a true experience of the word because the word has made flesh in you and you become God's son. And the word of God is revolving right out of God into you because you are of his nature. His spirit is in you and you will do the works of God. Hallelujah. The Bible said so. Oh, my false prophets bring false words. What do they do? Have false sensations. False prophets keep enough of the true word to be false. <laughs> they used to didn't do it, but the Bible said, you don't put out a scripture on that? Second Timothy 3. See? The false prophets has enough of the true word to make it false. Because the Bible said that they'd have a form of godliness. In order to have a form of godliness, they have to have some of it as truth. A form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. The power of what? To make you straighten up. Be a different. Serve God. Not go to dances and things of the world the Bible condemns. Not cut your hair like false prophets say that. Don't make any difference. Someone said not long ago, I believe I quoted here before, I don't know. Said, why in the world don't you leave them women and men alone to me? But why the people believe you to be a prophet? I said, I am not. But the people believe you to be. Why don't you teach them how to receive visions? How to do the works of God like that? I said, how can I teach them algebra when they don't know their ABCs? How can you take a child out of kindergarten and give him a college education today? Teach him square root measure. How can you do it when you don't know what ABC means? You know what ABC means? Always believe Christ. (laughs) Don't believe the church. Don't believe the creed. Don't believe the doctrines. Believe Christ. Why? To know Him. 
To know Him is life. Is that right? Not know His creed. Not, he ain't got no creeds. Not to even know His Word. Not know His Word. You got to know Him. Know Him as your Savior in new birth. Like Jesus said to Nicodemus, if you can't believe earthly things that I tell you, how could you believe heavenly things? How are you going to believe spiritual things of entering into the Spirit and knowing and seeing visions and things like that to set a school in order like that when they don't even believe earthly things? Can't even believe to wear clothes right. Can't even believe to quit their smoke and quit their lying. Lay their temper aside and all them things. Do all these things there. Quit lusting. How can you teach people to enter into the Spirit when they got all those things still hanging on them? Yes. Oh, my. False prophets has false words, creeds, <coughs> denominations, sensations. Oh, bless God, only thing you have to do. You want to wear Elijah's garment? Glory to God. Only thing you have to do is just be blank in your mind. Don't think of a thing and say, oh, fill me, fill me, fill me. The devil will sure do it. And then you rely upon that. Ooh, it run all over me, Brother Branham. I fell it. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Jumping up down like that. Oh, I got it. And live like you live. Amen. By their fruits you shall know them. Amen. Not sensations. Oh, brother, you want to receive the Holy Ghost? Just get out the altar and say, glory, 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 until you speak in tongues. Uh-huh. Go back out and live any kind of a lie. Lie. Steal. When they tell you about being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that's fanaticism. My church teaches different. And say that you're born again. <laughs> Wash by the waters of the Word. Something wrong somewhere. You'll believe every word just the way it's wrote here. We don't need it. We don't, the, the Bible said it's of no private interpretation. God interpreted it, and this is the way it is. He wore his word here. Don't the Bible say, I'll be Second Peter there. The Bible is of no private interpretation? Certainly. No, no private. It's wrote just the way it means it. Right like that. Just believe it this way it's wrote here. It'll bring the same results. Now, <clears throat> false teachers will bring false births. True prophets will bring the word, the birth of the word. Christ. False prophets will bring false birth. The birth of churches. The birth of creeds. The birth of denominations. And here you are, Pentecostal brother. False sensations. And tell a man he's got the Holy Ghost because he speaks with tongues. I've seen devils speak with tongues. Pencils lay down and write in unknown tongues. That don't mean a thing. It's got to be a life. By their fruit you shall know. Oh, Brother Brandon, do you believe in speaking in tongues? Yes, sir. you believe in shouting? Yes, sir. To be a Christian, I believe that. I believe God's Word. But if the life isn't there to back it up, get out there, stuffed shirt, glory to God, hallelujah, and then tell me that that's Christ. Christ is humble, meek and gentle. Go into a town and my, you have to be just Brushed off the shoulders, you know, and everything has to be just right. Not a wrinkle in your suit. And you have to have the very best or you won't even come at all. Guaranteed so much money you can't have a meeting. Oh, my. All the denominations, they have to pat you on the back. There wasn't one of them patted him on the back. For he was the Word. Right. False. Keep enough of the true to make a form of godliness. And listen, I'm saying something here. I want you to listen. Them kind of false conceptions, you know what a false conception is? Lead millions of people to a false birth. False teachers. Lead the people to believe in a sensation. Because you jerked all over. You got it. Oh, because you got a real funny feeling went over you. You you seen lights in front of you and got blind and staggered. That's Elijah's jacket put on you. That's right, you got it. Oh, you know what you are? You're a manifested son of God. Where do you find yourself? Defeated. Right. Glory to God, I went one night and I had a dream. Oh, yes. Oh, I seen this. That. Yeah. 
You Don't you believe in dreams? Yes, sir. I certainly do. But if that dream didn't back up God's Word, then it's wrong. This is the truth here. Stay in this. Yes, sir. Lead million to false birth. Just think. I got a piece of paper I was going to bring with me. Or that the ecumenical father of all the Greek Orthodox and Orthodox churches has talked with Pope John the 22nd. And he said, we may not see it in our generation, but the great brotherhood in the emerge of both Protestant and Catholic is coming together. Uh, I thought, praise God. Somebody yeah. cut down a paper, wrote to me like that. I believe Brother Norman. Somebody said, Brother Brennan, it's later than we think. <laughs> yeah. Look at today. A minister of war and all so many different offices and president in this nation is all Catholic control. Listen, you say, well, they're Christians. To be Christian is to be like Christ, to have his spirit. Amen. Is that right? Amen. Here's a rude, something rude, but I want to say it. If you called a hog a sheep, would it make him a sheep? No. Well, if you said piggy, I'm just tired of you being a piggy. I want to land me. So I'm going to take you out here and I'm going to scrub you all up and I'm going to wash your teeth and I'm going to comb your hair down and I, I'm going to make you a little lamb. I'm going to tie a little pink ribbon around your neck and you're going to be a little lambsy instead of a pig. And you come on and say, lambsy, lambsy, lambsy. He'll still go, oink, oink. Turn him loose in a pig pen. He'll all the slop he can get. Right? It isn't sprinkling him. It isn't putting him in water. It's a death and a birth. Yes, sir. Say, I ain't going to feed you nothing but alfalfa. I'm going to feed you sheep food. Still feed him alfalfa. He's still pig. That's all. Is that right? Certainly it's right. Why, sure. He's a pig because his nature's a pig. And if you love the world or the things of the world, you're still a pig. Right. It takes the power of God to transform that soul. Die, pig. Lay your pig habits on the altar. Lay yourself on there and let God's sacrifice be a, a fire of judgment come down and consume you as a pig and rebirth you as a lamb. Then you won't eat no slop. You couldn't. Your gastronomics won't digest it. You're not right. It certainly won't make him a, a pig to say or make him a lamb to say he's a lamb. So a person called a Christian by some creed or some sensation. You say, glory to God, Brother Bram. I danced in the Spirit all night that night. I spoke in tongues. Oh, my, Brother Bram. I'm talking to Pentecostals now. Yeah. I, I, I danced in the Spirit. Oh, I had sensations, everything like that. I tell you right now. Don't you go talk to me about that there Jesus name stuff. Yeah. Come on, piggy. <laughs> You're still a pig. That's all. My sheep hear my word. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, I say, but brother, look. Find me one place where there's ever baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost in the Bible. I don't care what that does. Hallelujah. I don't want that old Jesus only stuff. Who said anything about Jesus only stuff? I'm talking about Bible. Jesus only is a group of creeds and a group of denominations. One can't call the other something else because they're both into it. Yes. And I'm talking about third genuine 100% Christians. Born again of the Spirit of God and the dewdrops of heaven in their lives. That's what I'm talking about. If you're a Methodist and got that, amen. Only thing you have to do is be pointed to the Word. You'll follow it like the duck going to the water. That's right. People today want shortcuts. They don't want. They, they think you get it just in a minute. Glory to God. What is it? What is it to do? Tonight, they're in a. They're out down there in the, like some of these fellows that they got like certain people that I could call names, but I don't want to do it because this is on tape. But they're in a nightclub tonight with a guitar, beating it. And tomorrow morning, they're standing in church somewhere, beating that same guitar. Phil, the Bible said in Isaiah, the 28th chapter, all tables are full of vomit. As a dog goes to its vomit and a hog to its water, so do they. 
Why, there's still dogs and hogs. That's what makes them return to the water and to the vomit. They're still, they ain't born again. They're born again, they're new creatures. Do you know what? You have a whole crow, it don't matter how much you try to, you could paint him. This is, this is olive color as a dove. This is gray as a dove. White, paint him all over, he's still a crow inside. See? He's still stinky. An old buzzard, just the same. Scavenger, eat the dead things of the earth. That's right. But you know what? A dove don't even have to take a bath. Oh, hallelujah. A dove's body, because he is a dove. He's got an oil that comes through his feathers. That just keeps him clean all the time. Because it comes from the inside out. Oh. Why? The buzzard say, mine too. <laughs> I put a little holy water on, brother, and fixed it. No, it didn't. For it comes from the inside out. Amen. Not from the outside in. It's a birth. That's God, I go to church the same as you do. Hallelujah. My church is as good as yours. Hallelujah. We're just... A... All right, you buzzard. That's right. But a dove is oral from the inside. There's a, a certain gland in a dove. It's not in no other bird like that. Dove or a pigeon. And he oils himself from the outside. He keeps himself clean all the time. He don't have to keep himself clean. There's something inside of him keeps him clean. Oh, Sister Way. Hallelujah. Something inside of him keeps him clean. Say, I know I joined church last week. I'd sure like to take that drink with you, but <laughs> mm, that cigar smells so good. Oh, sister, I know I'm an old model. I have let my hair grow out now. Isn't it awful? You know, I have pretty little dresses I used to wear, and everybody goes, I have to take it off now. You know, I joined church last week. You miserable wretch. Amen. Amen. All the holy water in the world couldn't clean you. Amen. Brother. When you got something inside of you, it just washes it away all the time. You just stand still and it washes. You don't have to tell a sheep you've got to manufacture. That's what's married to the Pentecostal people today. That's what's married to all Christendom. It's trying to manufacture something. A sheep isn't asked to manufacture wool. He bears wool. You bear the fruits of the Spirit. You don't say, glory to God, I have to get black in the face. I have to uh, do this. I have to have sensation. I have to dance in the Spirit. And I got it. No, no. Uh-uh. Just get born again and it actually takes place itself. You don't say, shall I study all night? Shall I do this? Shall I do that? Shall I join this? And shall I make this creed? Shall I do these penance? No. No. Just die. That's all. Amen. Be born again. And it comes from the inside. takes care of the out. Sprinkling a little water and washing, just like changing a pig to a lamb, you can't do it. But if on the inside he's the lamb, then he won't be a pig no more. That's rude remarks, but I'm not educated. I just have to make it. You know, I think reading the life of John the Baptist the other day, what he said, what he called you generation of vipers. Why? He was raised in the wilderness. (laughs) He knew what they was. Stomp your foot and take for cover. Two generation of vipers. Also, the axes laid to the root of the tree. Trees, yeah. vipers, axes. <laughs> he talked on what he knew. That's where you learn God by what you know. You see a pig and a lamb, there's no, no, nothing at all. You can't make, you might wash that little old pig up and do everything you want to. He's still a pig. Amen. He's got to be reborn before he can be a lamb. Shortcuts. Tonight, the out here today, they're going on all mine. Tomorrow, they want to preach. Pentecostal people letting them do that too. Yeah. They want a shortcut to heaven. Hallelujah. All I have to do is get here. Just don't think of nothing at all and say, Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got one Elijah's garment. I'm going out tomorrow to cast out devils. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got it. Praise God. Here I go. They want the shortcut to heaven, taking as much of the world as they can take. Amen. You can't take any of it. Amen. There's no shortcuts. You come the way of Calvary. You come the way of the brass altar. You come the way of the brazen serpent. You die. You actually die. Oh, God, why can't I say it right? You die. Literally die to yourself. Die to the things of the world. And are born anew. 
Amen. Amen. No world, the things of the world is dead. There's no shortcuts. See, they want to come right quick. They don't want to grow. We grow in the Lord. It takes growth and experience. People are told out on the West Coast now, Oh, we got the immortal baptism. We baptize you in water. You turn right back to a young man right there, a young woman. Yes, sir. You keep getting... They got Elijah's garments. They've got uh, manifested sons of God. Yes, sir, brother. God's getting manifested sons right now. Manifest them. Tell them all about this. Tonight you're a sinner. Tomorrow you're manifested sons of God. Nonsense. Amen. Amen. Where do you get that in the Word? Amen. Amen. Babies are not born man. They're born babies and grow to man. Listen over here. Just let me just quote back just a minute and read something to you. In Ephesians, the 11th, verse 12, about the 15th, I believe it is. Somewhere along in here. Let's start at the 12th verse. For the perfection of the saints, for the working of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God into perfected man and the measure of his statute and the fullness of Christ, that we from henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Listen. And what doctrine? By the slight, slight of man and cunning crafts whereby they lay in wait to deceive you but speaking the truth in love what? speaking the truth he is the truth in love listen are you listening say amen Amen. what? may grow up unto him (laughs) what? tomorrow no grow up to him grow up grow up unto him which is the head even Christ growing up unto him Oh, this, I remember the first sermon I preached. I got up there and <laughs> I, I thought I did real well. And all the old ladies sat around and they cried a little bit, you know, and said, Oh, what a wonderful boy. The old pastor, Dr. Davis, was an old lawyer. I went down and he said, I want to see you down at the house. I said, All right. I walked in the next day, you know, all swelled out. I said, how'd it do, Dr. Davis? That the rottenest I ever heard. I said, what? He said, the worst I ever heard. Oh, I said, Brother Davis, everybody was crying. He said, yes. They cried funerals, cried births, everything else. He said, what it is, Billy? You never quoted one bit of God's word. You talked about some mother that had done gone on or something like this and got everybody to crying. Said, you're not born again upon things and sensations of this earth. You're born by the Word. Amen. Said, Billy, oh, he cut the wind right out of me. I'm glad he did. See? See? Not jumping up and down hollering. That isn't it. It's the Word that makes alive. The Word's quickened. Not experiences the Word. He said, I remember the first case I tried, Billy. He said... I beat on the rail, and he said, I said, look at this poor woman. Oh, he said, look at the house. She looked at her husband's mistreated her. And said, I cried a little and picked up my handkerchief, and I acted just like the rest of the lawyers. Said, I thought I'd go through the same emotion. Said, Judge, Your Honor, why don't you give her a divorce? Look at there. She says her husband beat her back across the back. He couldn't even sit on her in the clothes. They beat her across the back. He said, why won't you give her? The old judge just sat there, looked directly at the old attorney sitting across on the other side had grown up. <laughs> he said, Judge, Your Honor, how much more will, of this nonsense will your court stand? <laughs> Just a lot of carrying on. That's the way too many people do. Too much carrying on without enough word behind it to back up. Amen. Grow up. Oh, he danced in the spirit last night, Brother Branham. He's all right. I don't make him all right to me. <laughs> no, sir. Got to grow up. Be proved. Tested. Amen. Growing up to him. Amen. Seasoned. 
I was reading in the histories not long ago. Am I taking too much time? No. no. I was reading in the history of the church. I believe Sister Arnold back there, Aid Mammy, the other day, wants something about the history of the church, and she had been reading it. I seen where one night there's a boy in the monastery, in the days of St. Martin, that he said, The Lord made me an old prophet out of the Old Testament. I am one of the old prophets. Well, I cannot call the bishop's name there, this little school, just a little group like this here. I cannot call his name at this time, but he is a trained under Martin. It didn't sound just right, so the rest of the brethren just let him alone. Directly prophesied. He said, tonight, God's coming down. And go give me a white robe to set among you. And you'll know that I'm one of the prophets of the Old Testament. So that night, 12 o'clock, actually it happened. Voices is heard, people moving around. And the boy got a robe. They said, just as white as it could be. He'd come out and said, now I tell you. So now all of you take orders from me. I am the Old Testament prophet. But the old bishop didn't go for it just right. It wasn't the word. Prophets are not made. Amen. They're predestinated. Amen. And a prophet wouldn't act like that in the beginning. Amen. The fruit of it proved that it wasn't. See? The fruits proved that it wasn't a prophet. See? So he said, we'll spend the rest of the night in fasting, praying, and singing of hymns. A day or so passed. After a while, the old bishop praying said, Lord, that boy... That garment they looked at said, never know nothing, see anything like it. Riders come and look and they never see anything like it. There it was. Finally, they know one man that was a prophet. That was Martin. They said, all right, one thing now you do to prove to us, scripturally, you're wrong. How about going over to Martin and stand before him and tell him that? <laughs> he said, oh, I am forbidden to stand before Martin. <laughs> He that's got good gold, don't dread going to the testing machine. <laughs> that's right. He just got the truth. That's the reason I make a challenge. Any man come and show me where the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is wrong. Show me this birth that you got to die. And if you still got the world in you, you're still of the world. Show me these things. Don't have to worry about it. Take it to the testing machine. Here's the testing machine. See? That's right. So they said, you're going anyhow. And a bunch of the brothers picked him up and the robe vanished. See? Wouldn't Pentecostal people eat that up today? Oh my. It looked like the real thing, but it wasn't according to the word. Martin said Satan appeared to him one time. Great golden crown on, three or four decks of stars in it like that. Glistening and beautiful. Great, big fella, nice, handsome, correctly combed and groomed, a great, beautiful robe on, and his shoes on his feet was gold. Walked out and said, Martin, do you know me? Now, people that don't see visions, it might not, this might not, you might not understand it, see, but how things come to you in different spirits and how deceiving they are. The Bible said they would deceive the very <coughs> elected if it was possible. <laughs> the elected. That's those who are predestinated and born for that purpose. See? Amen. See? So he come to this elected. He said, Martin, do you know me? I am Christ. He said, will you recognize me? Martin hesitated. <laughs> Seemed strange. He waited a minute and he said again. He said, don't you see me? I am Christ. Do you recognize me? He said it three or four times to him. Christ said, uh, Martin said, Satan, I know you. My Lord is not crowned yet, but his saints shall crown him. There's the word back. That's where that Roman church got so much dogma. Evil spirits coming in contrary to the word and they had to deny the word to take their dogma and get away from the Bible. Stay with the word. Amen. That's a string of life today. There'll be spirits rise after a while that'll deceive everything nearly. The Bible said so at Jambres and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these men of reprobated mind concern the truth. Perform Amen. miracles and do all kinds of signs, but stay with that word. Amen. The word of the Lord came to the prophet. And they brought it forth, and we believe the prophets. 
Notice. Yes, he said, I know you, Satan. He said, my Lord is not a big man like that. My Lord went away with a rugged old garment on with nail scars in his hand, uncrowned with bloody locks. And when he returns, he'll come like that. For the Bible said he'll return in a like manner. Amen. Amen. And if they vanish from him. Oh, my. How he comes in and just makes it so beautiful. Oh, they spoke in tongues. They're, they're, they're the best people you've ever seen. Don't you believe that? Be leery. I hope the word's not boring. No. Born Christians grow into the statute of Christ. As they live, they're born again and their lives begin to shape like a baby. It takes form. And begins to grow. First thing you know, here they are in the full statute. Hey, man, there you are. Praise the Lord. Day after day, year after year, they stay the same. Now come back to the word. If ye abide in me. They say, I got born again. Hallelujah. I joined joined this. I I joined. uh, uh, I don't know. Last year, I believe Jesus. I I backed it out now. I I believe this. I did believe you had to be holy. But I I, sort of say Wonders tossed about with every wind of doctrine. See, there you are. But be born of the Spirit and grow into the statute of Christ. You see it, Brother Dow? Growing into the statute of Christ. Through your life proves, like if you were born a prophet, you'll remain there. If you were born a Christian, you'll remain there. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, this grows you up into the statute of Christ. Hallelujah. Not some young lawyer beat and scream and cry and tell you this, that, other, make a lot of emotions. But somebody who's grown into the statute of Christ through the years is seasoned out. Prove, standing at the helm, no other, on Christ the solid rock we stand, all other grounds is Satan saints. Let denominations and creeds come, go. Let isms keep me humble, Lord. Stay right with the word and move right on through the stream. She'll guide us to the shore. Full statement. Now look, if we see how it turns out here and you can't change after death. Now you watch these people that come in and get all these sensations and things, run out tomorrow, they're this way. Have you seen it? Yeah. Hundreds of them. See? And you see, you, you see what happens. And now, what if them people died in that state? Death doesn't change it. That's right. So, Christians, you're closing this words. Let me say this. Let us turn to Him and His Word with all sincerity. Come humbly like Christians and be born again of his spirit and when you are born again you are vindicated a Christian by the fruits that you bear you get that sister Peck and Paul you are a Christian by your fruits that you bear by their fruits you shall know them that's a vindication you might not know your ABC's but yet you can be a lady a Christian you might be hated of the world. If you do it because something you've done, you should be. But if you're hated for his sake, that's different. You might, not, you might not be a theologian. Look at the blind man that was born blind. Jesus healed him. He had been born from birth. He didn't even have eyeballs. And Jesus made him well. Healed him. And when that man came to see and the Pharisees questioned him. <coughs> said, who was he? They couldn't deny that something had been done. Now, the man was not a theologian. He couldn't argue like preachers would do. Little technical things. He couldn't explain to him. He didn't know the Testament. He didn't know how the Messiah is to be born and the works he was to do. The man didn't know it. He wasn't a theologian. But what did he do? They said, give God praise. We are theologians and we know he's a sinner. Now the man couldn't deny their word. But here's what he did say. 
In other words, if if he is a sinner and does this, then what's the matter with you fellows? <laughs> what's the matter with you all? He said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. I can't say that. But this one thing I do know. Worrying I was once blind, I now see. <laughs> what was he doing? He was vindicated. That's right. He's being vindicated. Something happened to him. His being was changed from darkness to light. From blind to sight. And a man that's born to the Spirit of God that once had a form of godliness to deny the word thereof and the power thereof and to say the days of miracles is past. When he's born again, he might not be a scholar. He might not be able to explain it. But he believes it. Oh, praise the Lord. Like the, if my colored brethren and sisters here forgive me for saying this. A good old colored brother down south. They told a little story of him. Said he was packing the Bible and he couldn't even read his name. And he said, Mose, why do you pack that Bible? He said, it's the word of God. He said, well, said, uh, uh, do you believe it? He said, yes, sir. <laughs> I sure do believe it. He said, I believe it from kibber to kibber and believe the kibber also because it's got Holy Bible wrote on it. He said, how do you know it's a Holy Bible? He said, how do you know it is? He said, I just believe it. That's all. That's all he had. <laughs> he just believed it. He didn't know why, but he believed it. <laughs> They said to him, Mose, do you, would you do anything that Bible said do? Yes, sir. He said, if the Bible said so, I'd do it. There you are. He said, all right, Mose. He said, now, uh, what, that stone fence there, if the Lord told you to jump through that stone fence, would, how'd you jump through the stone fence? He says, does the Bible say for Mose to jump through that stone fence? He said, but what if God would speak to you and tell you to jump through the stone fence? He said, if it was God and he told me to jump, I'd jump. He said, how are you going to get through that fence without a hole in it? He said, if it was God, he'd have the hole there when Moses got there. And that's right. Right. You dare to take God's word and stand there and say it so. Let this poor little nervous woman here. <laughs> Thinks she's going to die and everything else is wrong with her. See? <laughs> You're not dying. So, how can I do it, Brother Brandon? Just take his word and step on it one time. Stand on that word. See what happens. Tell the devil he's a liar. You've been in menopause all these years. About 57 years old. And get away from the thing. It's a devil. Take God's word and say, by his stripes I am healed. Watch what takes place. Then you'll quit thinking you got heart attacks and everything. You don't have no heart attacks and all that stuff. It's a lie. You don't have it. Just believe God's word. That's right. When you're born again, God vindicates you. That's how. God vindicates all of his nature. What? By the fruits. That's why he vindicates his ministry. That's right. All of his servants are vindicated the same way he vindicates nature. How do you know it's a peach tree? Because his brain preaches. How do you know it's an apple tree? It's bearing apples. How do you know it's a Christian? Christian signs bear from it. Christian life comes out of it. How do you know it's a teacher? The word comes from him. How do you know it's a prophet? The word comes through him. Bears record. Vindication. It proves itself. How does it become that? When it dies. It becomes one. (laughs) That's right. When we die and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. It gets us with our calling. We stay with our calling. The fruits of the Spirit follow us. When we are His servants. When we are born again. The fruits of Christ's life follows us. That's right. How do you know it's a peach tree? It's got peaches. How do you know it's a Christian? He acts like Christ. He walks like Christ. He talks like Christ. 
He lives like Christ. Above sin, victorious. What does he do? Say, see what I've done? Christ didn't do that. He gave all praise to the Father. That's right. That's how you know it. By their fruits you shall know them. What must verily, verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot even understand the kingdom of God. So, not my uh, New Year's message here, 1230 or 20 minutes to 1. But my advice is to you, Christian, you who love God, when you come to God's brass altar of judgment and you want to be born again, just lay yourself up on there. Don't expect to pick up again. You're going to die. That's the end of you. That's all. If you don't do it, if you don't feel like you can do that, don't, don't try it. It won't work. Deeply sincerely. With about ten pages more of this lesson here and more scriptures, I quit. But lay yourself upon God's brazing altar of God's judgment and become just as dead to the world as Christ was. See? Come just as dead as the judge serpent was in the Garden of Eden had done been represented in the form of a brass serpent. No Amen. life at all in it at all. All of its life was gone. Amen. Christ was lifeless. They took him from the cross and buried him in the grave. He was, he was dead. And then he rose for our justification. And we die with our lamb on the altar and are raised again for in his justification. Amen. How do we know? Because his life that raised him from that dead condition, that same life raises us from our dead condition of the world into a new creature in Christ Jesus. And then by the Holy Ghost, we're sealed in the kingdom of God until the day of our redemption. Amen. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot understand the kingdom of God. Don't try to understand it. You'll never do it. Jesus said you could not. Just accept it. Accept it on the basis of His Word. Don't walk in blindly and I say, Oh, Lord, give me a sensation. Don't, uh, Lord, I tell you. No, just say, Lord, kill me. Take the world out of me. I, I, I still love the things of the world. I don't mean the creation, sunsets and beauty and stuff like that. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm thinking about the lust, the filth, the world order. All these things, the world, just, they just die, just automatically die, and you've got no, they've got no more hold on you. They become stinky to you. Mm. Just don't see how people live in them. You cry out. The more you see of it, the worse you get. Amen. Listen, you can't compromise with it. There's no place to compromise. There's no place to put yourself in there. When there's world in there, you're dead to them things. And how can you once be dead to the world, then associate in the things of it again? Can't do it. So don't do that. Die to the things of the world. Lord bless you. Be born again, Christians. Be born again. Then you won't have to say, it's the hardest thing, you women, for me to let my hair grow out. It's the hardest thing for me to let my temper go, you man. Boy, I just had to tell my wife. I'd get her born. I'd shake her and I'd say, yeah, I know I'm a Christian. But you shut up and you sit down. <laughs> don't do that. You'd like to see the time you could put your arm around and say, Sweetheart, that isn't becoming to a Christian. That's what you want to be, isn't it? You can be that way. And when a man slaps you on one side of the face, you don't have to cut him down with a pocket knife. A man slaps you on one side of the face, say, Brother, what reason did you do that for? <laughs> there you are. That's Christianity. When somebody says something evil about you, instead of just trying to make a big show of it, Slip off somewhere and say, Heavenly Father, the man is a martyr. I pray that you take that spirit out of him. Don't let him do that. Praise save his life. Don't say, Lord, I know I ought to say it. Well, you might not say it with your lips, but mean it in your heart. See, it's your heart. It's what counts. When you're born again in the Spirit of God, you actually love everyone. Now, you don't love their ways and things like that. You don't want to partake of it. No, sir. Stay away from the things of the world. But you just keep yourself spotless. And the only way you have to do it, it comes from the inside out like the dove fixing his feathers, you see. He don't have to fix them say, now today I must wipe all this off and like that. No, he's got an R on the inside of him. Because he's a dove, just keeps him clean. 
Won't you do that? Won't you receive him like that? That's my persuasion to you on this New Year's Eve. I persuade this little tabernacle. How I love you. How I love this little group of people. How I would like to come in sometime, walk down through this building and just look. You know what I've always longed to see? A church filled with the Spirit. That sin could not even be around it. As soon as one member done something wrong, the Spirit would call it right out. He'd be afraid to join himself with the Christians before confessing it and making it right because he'd be called right out at the meeting when you get together. See there? Wouldn't that be lovely? Then the unclean come in and sit down among them. The first thing you know, the Holy Spirit speaks in such a way that reveals the secrets of their heart. See? Telling them. Now, if it'll work on one, it will on the other. See? And everybody in prayer, all of you is one unit, one person, just one person. Like we're all members of this body moving right along. Ball born again of the Spirit of God, filled with the same Spirit, baptized into the same body. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, we can have it. God promised it to us. But first, death, burial, and resurrection with Him. Let us bow our heads now for prayer. There's some handkerchiefs laying here also. Holy God, we realize, Lord, that the sacredness of standing in this spot. We realize that we are in the house of God. We are in associating with the body of Christ, which is the house of God. The members of the body are assembled together. There's one coming from one place and one another, gathering together. And today, on this Sunday school lesson, it's been long, drawn out. But Father, I believe that it's ordained of you. That it should be this way. That we might understand what birth and resurrection means. What it means to be born again. We have to first, things first. We have to die in order to be born again. You never change your laws. The law of nature still provides. The law of nature is that any seed must first die in order to be born again. And we realize that we too must die in order to be born again. And so many, Lord, today I pray you forgive us. So many as depended upon certain experiences they had that they claim they're born again. But the fruits of their life shows that it, they were brought on the wrong tree. That was my reason, Father, as this morning, asking if Brother Neville spoke to me to bring a message I just teach Sunday school. And therefore, Father, I've done it with, with love and with all my heart that the people might know that not rest upon some little experience they had, but to rest solemnly all their day-by-day life. How they live in the times when they're in the church and how they live when the, the great strain comes on the outside. Do they flee to the cross for help when trouble arises? Or do they walk in their own spirit, own thoughts? Do they rile back when they're riled upon? That's this question, Father. And when we see that it's totally impossible for any of us to save the other, that God has made an appropriated way, an all-sufficient sacrifice, and it's the only way that we can come, not by any church, any creed, any denomination, any sensation, but by the way of Christ as the first man, the righteous died. He died on the altar with his lamb. And to this very hour, 
every other righteous man has to die on the brazen altar of God with his Lamb, Christ Jesus. Then we are dead with him and raised anew in a new life. Grant it, Lord, that it won't miss any heart in here. Let us think it over today, Lord, as we return this afternoon. Again, it's 7.30 to begin here a series of meetings and preaching tonight. I pray that you'll bless every one of your servants tonight with mighty messages, Lord. Grant it. May our souls be filled. These people that drove so far to come in. May they be so filled with the gospel of the power of God through this New Year's Eve that they'll go away from here happy and rejoicing. Grant it, Lord. Giving them spiritual food for the coming year. Grant it. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And you said, if you from your heart do not forgive every man his trespasses, neither does your heavenly Father forgive you. So, Lord, we forgive everyone. We, by faith, this morning lay our souls upon the altar. Burn every bit of the life of the world out of us, Lord. May the smoke come up from our sacrifice, Lord, and be sweet-smelling odor in your nostrils. Grant it, Lord, as we not lay a burnt lamb, but lay ourselves up there as sinners to be burned as sinners and changed into lambs of a new birth. Grant it, Lord. And then lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The evil of sickness. The evil of depressed. Heal everyone that's in the building this morning. Every sick person may be healed today, Lord. I speak these words in the name of the Lord Jesus. That the mountains that lays before the people, may they all be moved today. If it's sickness, if it's lust, if it's passions... If it's anything in the world, may it move out of the way. Let the Word of God come in and be made manifest in their life. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, Lord, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As you get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that You've admonished us that we must be born again. We pray for any that have not known You in the power of Your resurrection or given their lives to You. We pray may You speak to their hearts today, convict them of sin and unrighteousness, and put them on the paths to glory, land, and fill their hearts with Your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. in your heart He will give you life eternal bright and fair Don't let Satan take the power for this may be your last hour For God may never call you anymore
about the cross my Savior had to bear, and he did it for the ones that the sinner would not be lost. How could I go on sinning when my Savior, by His grace I'll do His favor. May I humbly do my part each day for Him. Help me, Lord, to be more meeker. Help the brother that is weaker. May I humbly do my part each day for Him. When I think about the cross, my Savior had to bear, and He did it for the ones that the sinner would not be lost. How could I go on sinning when my heart cried out, He died for me? Yes, my. 